Hey, what's up? It's the Huff. <laughs> it's another episode of the Huff Uncensored. Thank you guys so much for joining the podcast. What? That's a good way to start the podcast, don't you think? Like, hey, ooh, ooh, pew, pew, pew. Oh, boy, it's going to be crazy one. Yeah. I do my own sound effects. You're welcome. Uh, oh, yeah. Anyway, make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening. Today's podcast is presented to you by Superbook Sports, Total Beverage in Westminster and Thornton, and, of course, Blake Street Tavern. Got a lot of great headlines I want to get to today. This first story, though, I'm not getting the headlines yet because this one's technically not a headline, but I do want to get to it because I think you can relate to it just like I related to this. And, and it, I'm glad that somebody actually took the time to study this because it used to drive me nuts. A survey conducted over the summer by Stephen Rogelberg, a professor of organizational science, psychology, and management at the University of North Carolina at Charlotte, asked 632 employees across 20 industries to study their weekly calendars and gauge how much time they actually spent in meetings and what they got out of those meetings and how they responded to invitations. I always said yes because I always felt obligated that I had to go to a meeting if I was invited to it. And I didn't want to be the guy that declined it. And they're like, well, you weren't at the meeting because then you got that mark on you. You got like that scarlet letter of he didn't show up to a meeting. He doesn't know he's beneath us. But anyway, this is what he found out. Employees spend about 18 hours a week on average in meetings, and they only decline 14 percent of invites, even though they prefer to back out of 31% of these. Again, hats off to the people that declined invitations to meetings because I always felt like that you, if you got invited, you're basically obligated to attend, even if it is just a Zoom meeting or whatever. But here's the crazy stuff. Going to non-critical meetings wastes about, get ready for this number, $25,000 per employee annually and projects out to $101 million a year for any organization with more than 5,000 employees. Yeah, I think most of us can could have told you that before. I know they did a study, and that's just kind of backing up uh, what a lot of us said. How many times did you go to a meeting and you're like, this could have just been done via email? Okay, you just wasted about 30 minutes of so many people's time instead of us working. We could have been working, but instead we had to you know, go to these meetings. Now, that being said, there are meetings that are very beneficial, and there are people out there that actually have productive meetings on a regular basis. I'm not saying that for everybody, but at least from where I came from, there was plenty of times that we would have to go to a meeting and we're like, why are we doing this? Why are we doing this? This could be a, a, just a thorough email. That's it. Man, that, that's just crazy. That's putting the math behind what a lot of us have said before. Just like you're, a lot of times there's managers that have meetings just to act like that they know what they're fucking doing. Again, I come from a different industry than probably a lot of you. When I was in the restaurant industry, if we ever had a meeting, it was it was important. But that was like for like the in-house employees, like the the staff that that actually worked. <laughs> Whereas when you get higher up, 
I think there's a lot of times where there's a bunch of wasted time. There's just people looking for snacks. It's, oh, that's what it is. It's just people looking for excuses to, to snack on like donuts or bagels that, you know, everybody's paying for. <laughs> I, I just can't wait to go to the meeting. Why? Well, uh, really, they got a good spread. Usually they got uh, some bagels from Einstein's. Big fan of their jalapeno Asiago bagel. Very delicious. <laughs> but what, what about the meeting itself? I don't fucking care. <laughs> That's usually all of us. Oh, my God. Real quick, before I get into headlines, I left so many meetings just so irritated. Be like, that just wasted my fucking time. Now I'm like 30 minutes to an hour behind on my work. Oh, that used to drive me nuts. You know what doesn't drive me nuts? Getting into headlines. Let's go! Let's go! And now, here are the headlines. <laughs> would you eat this? I would eat this. I have no problem eating this. A South African woman earned a Guinness World Record by eating 4.26 ounces of chicken feet in 60 seconds. I've never had chicken feet. Never have. But you know what? I think I'd try them. I think you can buy them at certain grocery stores wherever you live. It doesn't matter if you're in Colorado or if you're anywhere else around the United States or the world. I'm pretty sure you can buy chicken feet in, in certain stores. And I kind of want to try them. So if anybody has a good uh, or wants to make them, I'm, prom- I'm not going to go out and buy them. <laughs> but if you want to make them, invite me over. It'll be weird. It will be, but we can try some chicken feet together. And I don't, I guess you probably, I would think you would deep fry those. I'm not sure. Not sure. But it's funny. The reason why I brought this up is because I think a lot of people, at least in the United States, you, you kind of look at it and you're like, oh, that's disgusting. I would never eat that. I'm, I'm just weird, I guess, when it comes to food. I would try that. I don't, I don't see what the big deal is. Especially if you're traveling the world and you go and sit down and they bring you out a plate of like, you know, chicken feet or whatever. You you can't be rude and turn that down. You got to at least try it. And here's the thing. You get past the visual of it. I'm sure it tastes fine. I've told you I've ate Rocky Mountain oysters before. Those are pretty good. Once you get past the idea of what you're consuming, uh, the fact that it's bull testicles, once you get past that, they're good. Deep fried, oh my God, they taste like calamari. And if you like calamari, you'll like Rocky Mountain oysters. You're just dipping it in marinara sauce, and, and it's fine. Just close your eyes and stick it in your mouth. Come on, how many times do I have to say that to you guys? Put the balls in your mouth. Do it now. Put the lotion in the basket. <laughs> uh, wait, huh? huh? It got really weird all of a sudden. But yeah, it just, it reminds me that there, there's a lot of food out there that I've never tried. I think I would try chicken feet, but there was something like um, cow tongue. That, that one seems disgusting to me. But again, if somebody has it right there, I'd eat it. I ate oxtail. Oxtail tastes fine. I, for whatever reason, when you say oxtail, it sounds disgusting, but holy shit, is it delicious. Oh my God. Anyway. Don't knock it till you try it. And if, any, if you guys want it, we should get some sort of event where we just all try weird shit. I would love that. 
weird the huff uncensored weird shit food truck <laughs> something like that weird weird food cafe or i don't know what the fuck we're doing a picnic anyway carly uh i'm just gonna i, I don't know what her second name she has three names carly blackburn we'll just say that sent her resume to nike and her resume was actually printed out on a cake and while i say that's super creative they currently weren't hiring but she wanted to let them be aware of her because they were having some big uh, event it was some a company kind of holiday or anniversary and and she's like i can't be a part of the party but maybe I can be in a way. So she had somebody deliver it and they delivered the cake to the higher ups and hopefully they ate her resume. And hopefully, hopefully underneath it, she had a laminated copy of her actual resume because otherwise, you know, what's the fucking point? But while I say that's creative, I don't know. They, they it probably did have a lasting effect. Hopefully, it did get into the right hands, and hopefully that they do have some sort of copy of her actual resume. It's creative. I remember there's a guy named JoJo who's on the air here in Denver. Do you guys remember the Bigfoot Pizza? I, I want to say it was like Pizza Hut. You, they called it the Bigfoot, and he had for some radio station that he was applying for, trying to become an on-air host for, he sent the program director a Bigfoot pizza. And then when you opened up the pizza, it was his resume with a note saying something to the effect of like, I'm just trying to get my Bigfoot in the door. And like, that's great. I want to say he got the job, but I, I don't know for sure. But I guess that that's a good thing. That's a way to be creative. And, you know, try to stand out. Um, cake, though. I'm not a fan of cake. And hopefully the people that that saw this are fans of cake. Because usually in an office setting, there's always people that love cake. I was one of those guys that always wanted free food. So if I saw a cake, I'd, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't partake in the cake. <laughs> but if it was like an assortment of like sushi, that'd be great. Here's where you fucked up, Carly. You went with cake, the cheap, the cheap way. She probably won't get a call back because she went with cake. They're like, yeah, that's creative. But really, cake? Really? Maybe next time you, you know, have like a, a display of sushi show up with a backdrop that is your face and your resume with shining lights sprinkling all around it. Okay, listen, Carly. Come, I know you're trying to think outside the box and you did a good job, but you could have done better because nobody's like, oh, yeah, she put her, her resume on a cake. You're like, yeah, well, there's a lot of diabetics around here. Maybe you should have fucking got uh, sushi or assorted sandwiches. Jesus Christ. <gasps> oh, boy, we got a whole thing of cake around here. <gasps> <gasps> Who's Carly? <gasps> She's delicious. <gasps> <coughs> that voice makes me uh, get all coffee. I get all cough up. I don't know. Maybe I'm overthinking it, but I, I, I feel like cake is good. 
but it's an overdone treat. Anytime that somebody brought cake to an office that I was ever at, you'd always get like, say, three or four people that would eat it, but then you'd end up throwing the whole sheet of cake away. While it's creative outside the box, uh, I'm going to knock her. Okay, if we're going to rate this on a scale of one to ten, I'm going to give her a four, mostly for creativity, but she is missing six points because she went cheap and went on a fucking cake and uh, it better have been filled. If it's not filled, you're losing even more points and it's going to be a three. Anyway, I got more headlines coming your way, including something that I am very embarrassed about. Basically, it's it's kind of zombie related, but kind of not. Anyway. Uh, root for safeties this season with your friends at Superbook Sports. If you bet with Superbook this football season, they're going to give you a $50 bonus if a safety is scored on a Sunday. And that happened this past Sunday a couple times. So, yeah, root for chaos and win money with Superbook this fall. Download the Superbook Colorado app right now and start rooting for two with Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. This is Chris Fusley, owner of the Blake Street Tavern. The Great Outdoors is even greater at the Blake Street Tavern. Check out our 250-seat beer garden with the 6x10 big screen. Football never looks so good. It's the Blake Street Tavern, where Denver watches sports. So a man found a mysterious wall hidden under his garden when he was uh, burying his dog in his backyard. And that's an interesting story, blah, 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 blah. But it made me think of when I was about 18 years old and I just got done working. So I'm still in my work clothes and my mom calls me and she's like, our dog died. And she was just destroyed. My mom was just so sad. She's like, can you come over and help me bury her in the backyard? I'm like, fuck. And kid you not, it was a, it was raining out, and my I was like, where do you want her? She's all back in this flower garden area. I'm like, okay. So I start digging a hole. And I'm like, by the way, what are we putting her in? Like, do you got a, a shoebox? And she's like, no, she deserves more than a shoebox, Scotty. I don't know what she said. But <laughs> this is so fucked up. She's like, put her in this plastic container. You know, like those containers you buy to load your stuff up uh, and stick in a crawl space or something? That's what she put the dog in is a container. Now, it wasn't like a giant one, but it was at least six to eight inches tall and however wide, I don't know. She stuck the dog in there with a note. So I bury it. I don't know how deep I got that thing. So I fucking bury the dog. I didn't call before I dug, by the way. How stupid would that be? I electrocute myself because I hit a power line, underground power line or something (laughs) for digging a grave for a dog. Anyway, so I buried it. And I don't know, again, I don't know how deep I dug it. But I want to say, like, a year later, my mom and stepdad moved out of that house. And then my wife brought up, she's like, holy shit. I'm like, what? 
you realize that somebody is going to be digging in that garden, trying to plant, you know, flowers or maybe some vegetables or something like that, whoever the new owners are, and they're going to find that container. And when they think that it's a some sort of a time capsule, like, hey, kids, come here. Let's open it all together. Let's put it on the dinner table. We got a, got a container. What could be in it? Oh, somebody left a time capsule for us. <laughs> I bet there's money in it, Ma. <laughs> Maybe there's some toys, too. <laughs> nope. Nope. It's a dead dog. <laughs> Because you know that that's what you'd be thinking. You'd be thinking that it's a fucking time capsule. (laughs) Instead, it's a dead dog. Oh, my God. I feel so bad for whoever found it. I do. I do. I'm not going to say what house that was and what city, but holy shit. Somebody found that. If you found one of those things like that, let me know, duhuffuncensored at gmail.com. That's horrific. And like hindsight, I'm just like, why didn't I really push for my mom to have it taken to the vet and let them dispose of it properly? Oh my God, that's horrifying. Or could you imagine like you're, you send your kid in the backyard and just like, go, go dig a hole back there, Tommy. You'll be fine. And then he's all like, E-e-e-e-e. Oh, there's a box. (laughs) Mommy, there's a dead dog in the backyard. (laughs) That's so horrifying. That kid's fucked up the rest of his life. Uh, Thanks, Mom. (laughs) Oh, honey, go bury the dead dog in the backyard. Why does my mom have an accent today? Like like a, a New England accent. She doesn't. She's not from New England. Hi, honey. How are you? The doggy died. I need you to go bury him in the backyard. Oh my God, honey! Put him in this plastic container so her, so her body stays good. Nice and juicy for whoever finds her. <laughs> oh, so fucking horrifying. Oh, that's disgusting. Oh, sorry. Anyway, get that out of your head. Did you see NASA successfully launched their on-man rocket? at that asteroid named Dimorphos. Somebody sent me a good sound effect, and I haven't downloaded it yet. I'm sorry, Sean. Anyway, they wanted to demonstrate how incoming rocks can be destroyed, or at least diverted. So Dimorphos... Much better. Thank you, Sean Floyd, big-time listener of the Hoffon Sensor podcast, for providing that soundbite. Anyway, the asteroid wasn't destroyed in the crash, but it instead is meant to slow down the asteroid about 0.4 millimeters per second, causing it to change its orbit in the long term. So I thought when I first heard this that it was just going to like blow the shit out of it, but no— it was just meant to di- di- divert it. So di- dimorphous. <laughs> is 560 feet wide, and it posed no threat to the planet, but other rocks in the future could be dangerous. So that's all great. It is. But 
all I could think about when I heard, because I'll play you the sound of NASA, the like the in in control room audio, is like when when I heard it, I was just like, there's always that one annoying guy, like we were just talking about, that wants the company to provide free food for any sort of event. Again, that was me. And it, him just like totally disrupting the whole thing. Let's let's take a listen. You see those individual boulders there. You can see shadows of uh, the various rocks on the surface. Where's the lunch it's display? Oh my goodness. Look at that. Do we have any donuts? Yeah. We do? Looks to me like we're headed straight in. Oh, you're not even listening to me, Carol. Jesus. I just want some donuts. Oh my gosh. Oh, wow. Oh my goodness. Don't yeah. worry, everybody. Six, Exciting wow. news. Four, three. I got two for one Doritos in the vending what? machine. Oh, wow. I know. Oh my gosh. It is exciting. Oh, wow. Awaiting visual confirmation. What a moment. Very few words can really capture this moment. This is yeah, beautiful to watch. Two Doritos in one. I know. It's fantastic. I feel like the luckiest guy on earth. Oh, you're not even listening. And we have impact. <laughs> for humanity in the name of this company and sucks. Woo. Fantastic. Fuck you, oh, Carol. Fantastic. That's stupid. <laughs> I am dumb. I don't know. It's it's cool. It's cool that uh, that shit happened. That they did that. But but part of me is just like they're diverting it. And then what if somebody didn't do the math right? And then it just goes and fucks something else up. Next thing you know, we got an imploding uh, Uranus, okay? That's all I'm saying is we're impacting Uranus in some capacity. It's all fun and games till you got an asteroid headed up Uranus. I just wanted to say Uranus. I don't know really what's happening. Anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. Share it with your friends. Give it five stars, please. Please, it helps with the algorithm. It does. Thanks so much to Superbook Sports Colorado. Make sure you download their app. Blake Street Tavern, they're at 23rd and Blake in downtown Denver. And of course, Total Beverage in Thornton and Westminster. It's to Huff Uncensored. Thank you guys so much. Have a great day. Hopefully you smiled. And you know what? Hopefully you're not a dick today. Okay. There's only so much I can do. You got to take the lead on that one. It's to Huff Uncensored. Let's keep moving forward. I'll talk to you next time.